You're listening to Make It Happen, a podcast for curious, big-hearted, purpose-driven creatives. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, and this is the fourth episode of season two. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. For today's episode, I have two guests to introduce to you. I invited Jen and Danielle from the podcast She Percolates to come onto the show to talk all about defining success on our own terms as creatives. We have a really fun and honest chat about our own thoughts on success, and we also talk a little about podcasting too at the end. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let's jump in. Hi, Jen and Danielle. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So this is fun. This is the first ever Make It Happen episode with two guests at the same time. Um, do you, I'll, I'll shoot it over to you first, Jen. Do you kind of, oh, both of you actually, because I guess you've got your individual stories and your joint story um, of She Percolate. So do you kind of want to tell everyone who you both are, what you do, and a bit of your story and journey so far? Sure thing. Um, well, I'm Danielle and I... In my life, separate from She Percolates, I teach handmade shop owners how to do better business and um, learn different marketing skills and make the most of their handmade shops. And um, I've been doing that for the past year and a half. And before that, I was myself primarily a full-time maker in business. So I've been in the handmade world for a long time. Um, And then... Jen and I met up and the rest is history there, but that's a little bit about me. I am Jen. Um, I'm the blonde of the two of us, just so people can can differentiate. And I, um, I'm also the one that just had a baby. So if you anyone's listened to any She Percolates episodes, I'm the one always re- referencing back to being a new mama or talking about my past morning sickness and stuff like that. But um, I, let's see, I... Before She Percolates, I worked for a nonprofit. I have um, done some contract work for various uh, blogging agencies. And so I've just kind of been in this online world for the last couple of years doing social media. And um, in 2014, when the idea for She Percolates came to be, I just, Danielle and I were both kind of in a place where we were like, what are we doing? What's going on? Um, feeling a little bit lost and we were like, wait, other women have to feel this way. And that was kind of, we knew that was part of whatever we were going to create, what it needed to be about. And then, and then a little bit later, She Percolates came to be, which we'll talk about in just a second. But for me, I feel like if I look back on everything that I've done, I've worked in finance, I've worked um, in the, so I've worked in the public sector, the private sector, I've worked as a government contractor, I've worked for a nonprofit. But the one thing that I feel like I've always, always been passionate about, and the one thing I loved from all of those jobs was helping women and just helping them to really see their full potential and, and really pursue their passions and just live a life that they feel fulfilled and are proud of. So I feel like She Percolates is kind of where I got to take all of that and I get to just, we get to do that. And so for me right now in my season of life, I am, I'm an, I'm a mama and then I am the co-host, co-owner and co-percolator of She Percolates. So those are my two things. So our podcast and my baby and my husband. So <laughs> he gets some time in there too. And our dog. <laughs> I love that you call yourself a co-percolator. I love that you've both coined that phrase. I love that. <laughs> 
do you kind of want to share the story of I remember listening I think you shared it in the first ever episode of She Percolates of how you both met and became friends but I'm sure everyone listening is like who are these two women and why are they doing a podcast together (laughs) do you kind of want to share your story of kind of being friends and how you met yeah I can I can tell that story um so I was living in Boston and my husband was at uh, Navy training and um I had no, I don't know anybody in my personal life at that time who um, had someone in the military at all, let alone as a naval officer, which is like sort of its own niche (laughs) within the military. And then, um, so as I always do, I was looking online for, you know, blogs or people on Instagram who were in the same situation or had been in the same situation. And Somehow or another, I guess these Navy-related hashtags don't get used a lot. So I found Jen's posts, which were almost an entire year or more um, before mine, but there weren't that many posts tagged this way, so I saw them all. And um, I guess I just started following her, and I don't know, somewhere along the way we just connected. And hers was the only blog I could find that even referenced the same training that my husband was at because her husband had been at it, you know, prior. And so somehow we just met up online and then I, my husband got stationed um, to the same place that Jen's husband was stationed. And so we were living in the same city and then we met up for um, coffee and donuts when I arrived and it was really great. And then that's sort of where the whole thing started. <laughs> yeah. So kind of crazy. That's awesome, but also really funny. I was telling um, Jen Danielle before we started recording that my best friend lives in the same building as me and we met on the internet too. Oh my gosh. Which is, so like loads of best friends meet on the internet, which is crazy because now we live in the same city and in the same building. So. Wow. The internet um, is such a great place. Such a great place. Really yeah, is. like it is. It's like, you know, that feeling when you go, you leave your hometown to go to university and you get to meet all these kind of different people. It's like that, but a lifelong access. To that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I totally remember, Danielle, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I remember when I was like scrolling through Facebook or not Facebook, but Instagram and catching up on things. And I like I saw that Danielle had posted this like mermaid statue. And that's um, like if you live in Norfolk, Virginia, like the mermaid is like our big thing here. And so I knew that she was moving down here and I like got so excited. I'm pretty sure I like threw my phone because I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be here. This is so great. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I've never met her. What if she thinks I'm crazy? (laughs) Mutual concerns. (laughs) It's it's that walk to the first coffee date with this weird friend that you've met on the internet yeah. my mom person my mom was personally like are you sure it's a real person <laughs> and I was like and then you get there within five minutes you're like okay we're going to be friends for life that's it yeah and it's you can always tell right away <laughs> yeah. yeah but it is a lot like dating when you get older and you're like meeting new people it's it's like yeah there you don't if you're married you don't have to like worry about actually dating anymore but this is like oh just its own version of dating, which can be really stressful. You're like, I hope they like me. I hope yeah, I hope they think I'm interesting. No, definitely. Um, I could. We could probably talk for hours about the hard part of making friends once you once you're an adult. But um, yeah, the reason why I love what you guys do is I love that your podcast is all about redefining success. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I always feel like success for me personally, for anyone, like changes as well. So I was really curious. Right now, in these seasons of your lives, what does success mean to you both right now? Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, we totally agree with you too. I feel like every couple of months, if you were to sit down and really look at what you what you feel success is and maybe just kind of jotted it down and then went back to that a few months later, you would just be like, wow, this is totally different. And not because you've made a conscious effort, but just because like you said, seasons change and things in your life change. And what I said success was for me when we launched the podcast to what I said it was when Danielle and I re-interviewed ourselves for season two for us in January. And then to what I'm saying right now is they're all three very different things. So, but I would say for me right now, um, like I said earlier, I am giving my time right now is either going to my little family of me and my husband and my new baby or to She Percolates. And so for me, seeing the hard work pay off is what success is right now. So Danielle and I have a, like a lot of a lot of big goals for She Percolates this year. We are um, in season two for the podcast um, this past week. So um, like the second week of February was our one year podcasting anniversary since we went live on iTunes and we... Um, we launched an, a pre-sale to an ebook, so we have a lot of things going on in 2016, like a lot of big goals and dreams that we want to make a reality. So when I see that our hard work is paying off and that we are getting, um, you know, people are reaching out to us to be on our show, people are purchasing the pre-sale to our ebook and saying that you know they are inspired and encouraged by what we do every day, like that shows me that the crazy work that Danielle and I are doing every day, which right now for is for free, that like. We are, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing success in it and we're like seeing that we're, you know, we're going to be able to take our business to uh, the next level because we officially this year, we created an LLC for She Percolates and all these things. So we are, we're kind of in that go big or go home stage of our business. That sounds awesome. What about you, Jen? I guess for me, I would say similar to our, our goals with She Percolates, but um, anytime someone says to me, like, you inspired me to do whatever, or you changed my perspective on whatever, you know, obviously for the better, or um, something you did or wrote or said really helped me overcome some sort of an obstacle that I was experiencing and you know, basically anytime someone says that to me, I feel super successful because that's the whole goal for me is to help people do better in their business and to have different, to, to see things differently than they currently are because a lot of people, they get so caught up in their own mindset that they can't disassociate it from anything and they just get stuck. So anytime someone says something like that to me, I feel super successful. And all of that is because of internet usage. So I'm so <laughs> excited that I'm able to reach people through the internet and through what I'm doing and hear from them through the internet about what I'm doing. And all of that just makes me feel really good. So that right now for me is what I would consider being successful. That's awesome. Has there ever been a time in the past in your life when you define success in a way that fe- like you couldn't imagine defining success like that now? Oh, totally. When I when I first graduated college, all I wanted to do was like make money. And if I wasn't <laughs> making money, then I felt like a failure. Um, but I think that's just kind of comes with age too. Not like I'm like so old and wizened, but <laughs> um, I think, you know, as you, there's only so much you can do you know, you have to have diversity in what's going to make you feel fulfilled. Otherwise, it's going to get hard. So, yeah, I think the same. I think for me, it was also 
like graduating college, I had, I felt like I, you know, the big thing was like, find some corporate job and work 50, 60 hours a week and like work your way up the ladder and, you know, carry a briefcase to work and <laughs> do all that kind of stuff. And I, that was what success was to me. And, and I think, I mean, I'm doing the, I feel like the polar opposite of all of that right now. So I just, I, I think it just went in a totally different direction. And I realized pretty early on in that corporate world that the corporate world really wasn't for me. So, but I think you, I think you have to start out, you know, you start out with this idea of what success is and then you learn from it. You're like, oh, I'm, this is success and this isn't for me. Like that, I thought I wanted to go this route. But in reality, if that doesn't work for me. It doesn't make me happy, and no amount of money at the end of the day is going to going to be beneficial if I'm not happy and I'm miserable. So, <laughs> there's a quote that I have at the bottom of the Make It Happen website currently, and it's um, "What is success? It is being able to go to bed each night with your soul at peace." And that's kind of what I keep on my mind at the moment to kind of because I'm 20, I'm almost 24 years old, so I'm kind of in that weird kind of you know postgraduate time in our life where people people focus more on money and kind of um more outward successes yeah just like because we all feel like we have something to prove at this age I think like we have to prove that that education was worth it and we prove that we're not a complete failure at life (laughs) yeah um, (laughs) and I just have to remember that it's it's about how I feel at the end of the day and about um just feeling like I'm the best version of myself and doing everything to promote that while also you know Mm -hmm. paying the bills and (laughs) kind of being a con I call it being a contributing member of society all those kind of things but yeah I love um I think it probably so interesting when we're all old and gray hopefully to look back on our life and kind of see the ways that success has been redefined Mm -hmm. through the different seasons of our life yeah totally and what I find must be so interesting for you two to have to interview women every single week for the podcast all about because one of the first things you talk about is that the different definition of success isn't it and um what have you learned the most from interviewing women about success and how they define it so so I feel like I was thinking about this a lot. There's a couple of different things, but I feel like the one thing that stands out to me most is um, that we're all just trying to make it all work. And I say all in like hand quotes. So if you could like see me, I would, mm. you know, those hand quotes and all. <laughs> and so I think when we see the, you know, people online, we see most of the time just how everything is working really well for them. Like that's just what we like to share on the internet. That's what does well. Like that's what sells. Like not the mess. The mess doesn't always sell. Um, and so it's like when you when you get to hear their stories and they, you know, they they tell you what they're doing, what success means to them, they you see that there are things that they're afraid of too. Like there are goals that they feel like they haven't, you know, met. Whether when we see them and like what they're putting out in the online world, we're like, oh my gosh, they're so successful and they're making all this money. And like, they don't always feel that way. And it, and I think too, the second thing is like, money is never really what success is. Like it is in the sense that, you know, some people specifically say, you know, whatever their definition of success is. And then, and then there is some caveat of like, of course I need to be able to pay the bills and, and things like that. But it's never, you know, it's never about, oh, I just want to make a six figure income or oh i just i want to have all this money it's it's so much more than that because mm-hmm. i feel like for what so many of us are doing the money is not going to come if you don't truly believe in what you're doing and you don't have a passion to help people and whatever it is that you're doing and so i feel like 
if money is the driving factor, like the success isn't going to be there. But if something else is the driving factor, like you're going to hit those financial goals that you also have. Because let's face it, we all have financial goals. We all have things we want to hit, whether it be to be able to take a vacation, put so much money away in savings. But um, I just think that when you really get to chat with these women, they they don't have it all together like we think that everyone's, you know, from everyone's online personality. And that just is so humbling to me and just reminds me that we're all human and we're all, we're all doing the same thing together. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think also we've, we've heard a lot of different definitions that they're, they're not necessarily like for me some brand new idea that I hadn't thought of, but the way that people say it really like resonates with me and I'm assuming also with other people just because sometimes, you know, you can think something, but you can't really put it into words. And I feel like we've really had a lot of our guests put other people's definitions into words um, or frame it in a way where someone's like, yes, that's it. That's exactly how I feel. I've never heard somebody say it so succinctly like that or um, to like inspire someone to think, you know, that is what I think. I haven't felt okay with really like settling into that and now I do because someone else out there feels the same way I do and it's just kind of nice to have, you know, some, not validation, but like backup to know like someone else out there feels exactly how I do about this and I'm not alone in in the way that I think. So I think hopefully that has, you know, reached our listeners too, the way that it's reached me in interviewing the people. And I think it has. We get a lot of people say to us, you know, oh, I'm so happy you interviewed so-and-so. You know, I totally agree with her about this or this. And so hopefully people are getting that, that same message that I am. That's what I like to believe anyway. No, I, I love the um, – I always think it like we give each other permission by being like just brave enough to say what's on our mind and what's really true to us because right. a lot of the time, like you said, on we're always putting out like our um, – like our show reel uh-huh. and like our highlight reel and so yeah and I also um I really love right now that the conversation especially in like the online business world and the creative world is I feel like everyone's talking about redefining success in their own terms and and just in like everyone's kind of searching for more than just the traditional metrics these days mm-hmm. yeah and I love that because that's just encouraged that's just encouraging everyone else who's kind of aching for more than just good money or good status like everyone it feels like for everyone it means something deeper and it means something really personal to their story and to their journey and to their values so yeah yeah I really love that yeah well and I think too that when we stop trying to say our what our version of success is based on what other what we think other people want us to say or what society says success should be like you you just open the door to really being able to to be way more successful because when you stop trying to please other people and you just focus on what's you know what matters to you you're going to you're you're going to want to work on things more because you're really doing what you want to do and what you know drives you and brings you passion and so i just think yeah that once we get rid of that whole societal picture perfect definition of success, then we really can can make things happen. Definitely. I've, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but so before I started my business and I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but before I even discovered that I was a creative person because I assumed for a long time because I couldn't draw or sing or act that I wasn't. Um, and I was like the most unmotivated human being you'd ever meet. Like I had no 
ambition I had no drive because it wasn't that I was lazy but nothing was motivating me in life and I realized once I discovered the work that I want to do it's because I didn't care about anything enough to be motivated yeah because making money or being successful or having other people's approval just it never appealed to me I mean I know I had to have money to live but (laughs) once I once once I discovered something that I was passionate about and something that got me moving forward more than just the pursuit of an income um I found like this like this hidden well of like motivation inside of myself and it's like I'm a brand new person like if I met me five years ago I'd just be so confused as to who the hell that person was (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I I totally get what you mean I really agree with what you said earlier about if you stop focusing on the money and you start focusing on what matters to you the money just comes because you make really cool and interesting and impactful decisions by honoring those values and what really matters to you in life yeah. without being then burnt out along the way because you've pursued something that doesn't really matter to you. Oh, totally. Is there a version of success that you feel is out there a lot still right now in the world, but you feel um, strongly about talking against, if that makes sense? Like when you decided to, to start a podcast about success, was it just a general curiosity about success in general or was it that you were fed up of a certain portrayal of success? Well, I think for... For us, we didn't necessarily want to like dismiss any version. Like we wanted to rather just rather encourage people to be okay with whatever it is that they want. And, you know, whether that's the very traditional version of grow up, get married, have a kid, you know, do whatever, like if that's your version, then like more power to you. But for the rest of us who are living like a little bit outside the lines maybe, or who aren't sure exactly what we want to do yet um like that's okay too so um we we don't necessarily see any version of I mean unless your definition of success is to be a serial killer maybe (laughs) that's not so great but to kill as many people as possible that we discourage but pretty much everything else we're fine with (laughs) like we just want people to feel less alone in whatever their definition is um, by knowing that there are other people who aren't all striving for the exact same thing or the exact same results all the time. And I, I can go back to thinking, um, so I said this a little bit earlier, but in like the summer of 2014, Danielle, it's so weird, Danielle, it's like Danielle and I were brought together because we both needed to have somebody to vent to, but we were yeah. both feeling really lost and just kind of, I think we we were really focused on that idea of success that we weren't achieving. And we, I think around the same time, we really both just had this idea of like, wait a minute, look at all of these amazing things that we are doing and that is successful. And so maybe by someone else's metric or by society's metric, like we're not reaching that, but what we are doing is, is successful. And so we just felt like, other women have to feel this way and we we don't want them to be alone in this idea of um, embracing what you're doing well and and just like Danielle said, like whatever you decide success is for you, not being afraid of that and just really embracing it and just being and saying, here it is. Like this is what success is for me. I don't care if you don't agree. I don't think if you I don't care if you think it's not good enough. It is for me and I'm gonna own it and mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and run with it. I think that's awesome and I also think um sounds like this happened to you too like I think surrounding yourself with people who um root for you in your version of success instead of trying to 
want you to strive for something that is against your own values is so important for a happy life like I don't think we should live we should find happiness for other people's approval but I think having people around us who want us to succeed in the way that is most important to us is really important because then we're being supported in what matters most to us have you two found that totally well we I mean so much of what we do is comes about because one of us says something to the other and then we're like, yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> or yeah. we observe something that someone else has done and we're like, that's it. That right there. That just sparked an idea. So like no matter what, like you do need to be like it just you probably could survive on your own if you had to. But it's so much more fun and exciting and validating and you probably get better things done quicker when you have somebody around who can just be like, yes, that's it. I'm going to help you do this. And here's 15 other ideas to go along with that. <laughs> and there's <laughs> nothing you can't do. And I'm going to help you. So it's so it's so great to have like-minded people around. I think it's really important too because otherwise you would just get kind of discouraged and feel lonely and probably fizzle out. So yeah. What you're saying is totally correct. You don't, it's not necessarily about having other people's approval, but it is about having someone around who can kind of support you in whatever it is that you're doing and believes in these crazy ideas that you have. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think too, um, we are our own worst critic. Like we, mm -hmm. you know, we criticize ourselves way more than we would criticize somebody else. Or, you know, we are way harder on ourselves than we are on, you know, then we would be on somebody else. So I think just having people that are in your corner to lift you up when you're, when you're feeling like you aren't quite getting it all right to remind you that you are. And so, yeah, like Danielle said, just, it's so much better when you have a, you know, a support system. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, as a, as a woman, like I find seeing my friends um, define success like and I feel like especially at the age I am like it's like this journey that we're kind of all going on in our mid-20s and like seeing the other women in my life or the other women in my life even my mom who's in her 50s like redefining success and like pursuing what matters to the most and kind of evaluating their life every step of the way is so inspiring to me because um, that gives me permission to just go after what's most important to me in life and I love hearing other people's experiences of life and what really matters to them because the most interesting thing sometimes is hearing someone have a value you that you don't personally have yourself but seeing it means so much to them and learning from that and that kind of giving you permission to ask yourself okay what what's really important to me and what do I want to make space for so mm -hmm. I totally understand what you mean by there's like there's no good version of success apart from being like not wanting to kill people <laughs> and there's no bad there's no bad version of success and I, I think um I just think it's awesome that you guys on the, every week put that awesome conversation out there because it sounds like such a small topic but it's a huge topic because I think success and the question of am I successful or am I good enough is it's on everyone's mind every single week because yeah. how many times does do you read that article or hear a friend say like I feel like I'm behind in life or I feel like I'm not good enough or I feel like I failed and I think it's holding us back from being like moving forward and seeing how good we're already doing or believing in ourselves or just being like hey well done you made it through Monday. Yeah, totally. I feel like I feel like once a week I send Danielle some type of communication. There's so many ways we can c communicate these days. But where I'm saying like I feel like I'm failing or I'm not doing this well enough and it's just like having somebody to say no. Like 
let me show you actually what you are doing really well and remind you that you're not failing. So, mm-hmm. and like you said, it's like lifelong. Like you're saying, you know, sometimes it feels like it's just for people in their twenties, but then even like your mom or whoever, like it's not age specific. At every point in life, you need to reevaluate. You know what's working, what's not. What do I want to do? What am I trying to accomplish? Is it working? Whatever. So. It's not just, I mean, we do reach primarily people around our own age, but we know (laughs) that there are other people out there as well who have the same, the same concerns or the same interests. And maybe we just don't know about them because they're not interacting with us, but we know they're out there and we hope that we're helping them as well. Yes. Well, being the the sole gal of the three of us that is in her 30s, I can assure you that it it doesn't go away. But what I do feel like gets better is, and some people do this really well in the early 20s. I did not, and I feel like a lot of my friends did not. But as you get older, and I'm not trying to like, now I sound like I'm some like grandma (laughs) person, but I feel like as time goes on, like you care, you care less about what other people think. And the more that happens, the happier you are. And I just feel like for me, there was something about turning 30 a few years ago that it was just like, I was given permission to say, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm going to wear what I like. I'm going to do what I like. I'm going to be who I am. Not everyone's going to like me. And that's mm-hmm. okay. And the the more I was just focused on the people around me and my community and focusing on them as opposed to trying to like make everyone love me or be the cool person in the room, like my mm-hmm. it, things just got so much better. So. Yeah. Whenever someone tells me that when you get to your 30s, you care less and you kind of are more comfortable in your own skin, I just count down the years. Yeah. I feel like your 30s are great. Like, I love them. Like, every year I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, like, I'm going to turn 33 in a couple of months. And I'm like excited for that. Like, I mean, ask me again, maybe, you know, in five, six years when I'm approaching 40 and we'll see how I feel. But (laughs) 30s are great. I think we, I think so many of me and my friends, like, just feel lost in their 20s and even if like everyone wants to have their like money job and relationship they want it all they want all the boxes ticked as soon as possible I feel in their 20s and even if you have all them boxes ticked you can still feel lost because then you start to question the the choices you've made or what you're valuing in your life like I think everyone is comparing themselves to everyone else or comparing themselves to the the weird standards that we all hold ourselves to secretly in our heads and I really just wish in my life that my friends could see themselves how I see them and I wish I could see myself the way they see me yeah because it's just it's just too short-sighted sometimes when all we have is to look at ourselves and that's why I think um defining your own version of success and kind of not letting anything shake it you know sometimes especially with like the clients I work with I sometimes they'll come to me and they'll be like oh I read I read this blog post and it said something that kind of went against what they were trying to do with their life and so they started to question what they were trying to do with their work or their creativity or their life and it's kind of giving too much power to other voices if it goes against your own natural way of being yeah and I think it's being brave enough to kind of just um have your kind of version of success so close to your center that you just can kind of put up boundaries between anything that's going to make you feel less than because it's not the same as something else. Yeah, that's, yeah. I that, I mean, we just talked about how the online world is such a great space, but like what you just said is so true. Like sometimes it can be hard because you can read 
you know, hundreds of different ideas and thought processes and ways to live. And then, yeah, you start to question everything you're doing. And so that, you know, it's like you can fall down that rabbit hole and you're like, what am I doing with my life? I, you know, I need to eat different food. I need to use different products. I'm not wearing the right clothes. I'm going to kill myself by using this makeup. Like you can really get (laughs) overwhelmed with like everyone's philosophy on how to live the best life. Yeah. (laughs) This has been such a fun talk about success. I am. I've been looking forward to this all day. Um, Before we we jump into the questions I ask everyone, I wanted to quickly, I couldn't have you guys on the show and not quickly talk about podcasting because I feel like it's, I mean, we all felt like 2015 was the year of the podcast. I don't know if you guys felt like that too, but there was so many like cool podcasts being launched, but I feel like 2016 is going to do it, but even like 10 times more. Um, And I I think the thing that holds people back from creating podcasts is just like, ah, podcasting. For some reason, videos seem easier for people to create in their minds. Whereas this is so easy because it's just a microphone and I'm, we could talk about this for hours, but I was curious what kind of, why, why do you love podcasting and what are the biggest lessons you've learned so far about being a podcaster? Well, I had like never had any real interest or actually even a lot of know-how or know about (laughs) in terms of podcasts until I met Jen. And, um, you know, the more we do it, the more I'm like, this is amazing (laughs) because we reach so many people. Like, it's like unbelievable to me how many people we reach. I've been blogging for like nearly 10 years and I don't reach nearly as many people as we do with this podcast, you know, until like recently, (laughs) like it took nine years of blogging buildup to reach even like close to the amount of people we reach with this podcast. Um, and I think it's just, it's like you said, it's easy to put together in the sense that like, you're just talking, you don't have to edit yourself as closely as you do when you're writing, you know, all that like grammar stuff, which is awesome. Um, so it's just, it's just such a fun platform. It's so much fun to talk to your friends. This is basically what our podcast is for Jen and I. Our podcast is just the two of us talking to each other or talking with a friend, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so we love it. And like I said, it just it just has such a, a huge reach. I just think it's it's brilliant format for for spreading information. Um, and it's fun. So and people get to know you so well by hearing your voice and you know get a sense of your personality in a way that they do not ever get with just written content um obviously you would get that in video but video is a whole other level so to just have the audio is it's just really great it's really freeing too I think so that was a perfect segue because the first thing that I was going to say is um I really feel like People get to know Danielle and I from the show. Like we, the sense of community and just the relationships we've created with people is happened on such a quicker and more deeper level, I think, than just, you know, mm-hmm. putting a blog post together. And um, I I can't necessarily say that it takes any more or less time per thing. It depends on how long it takes you to write a blog post, how much editing you do on the blog post, how much editing you do on your podcast episode. But I just feel like, Um, not to get all businessy, but like your ROI, so your return on investment on a podcast episode, I feel like is so much greater than, um, than writing a blog post. And like you said, Jen, the whole like 2015 felt like there was just this like boom of 
podcasting becoming more mainstream. Like we know plenty of people who have been podcasting for like 10 years. And so they're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing, you know, I do this in my sleep. But I just feel like the connection that you can have and just the way that you can really, people can trust you in a different way because they really get to know you. And I also feel like just as a society, we are, um, you know, we want things quicker and faster and we like to multitask. And whether you agree with multitasking or not, like you can put on a podcast and listen while you're doing the dishes, while you're going on a run, while you're driving to work, you know, while Mm -hmm. your baby is being fussy and you're, you know, you're up at 3am, you can put in, you know, you know, pick your favorite podcast, put in one earbud, listen to the podcast and can, you know, like, you know, help your baby. There's just so many ways that, um, so many more opportunities for people to listen to podcasts versus needing to be able to sit down and really devote time to reading a blog or watching podcast. even something. Yeah. Like I barely ever watch videos. Um, like I feel like I'm on my phone probably the most when I see something, you know, someone tweeted it or posted about it or whatever it comes up on Facebook. I feel like I'm on my phone and I'm not going to sit there and watch a video on my phone because <laughs> then I yeah. can't do anything else. So... so I don't do it and I just feel like I love the idea of video but I'd much rather like listen to something while I'm doing something else and yeah I just love it I think it's great (laughs) yeah no I I nodded my head the whole time like especially how fun it is and and I know who has time to watch like I could listen to like free podcasts while I'm doing like work or the dishes or like cleaning the bathroom but I couldn't watch a video at the same time right so I and, and I totally totally agree what you said Jen about um the return on investment because the, I think from a content strategy point of view I really agree with you that um podcasts can kind of you can you can do 10 times more of a podcast with the same amount of information in a blog post because people just love multimedia content these days so yeah I think too like you know sometimes someone might come to your website and read a few pages you know like do a little binge reading and then that's it whereas I feel like on the podcast, if they if they listen to an episode or two and connect, like they 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 can just download them all right there and listen to them anytime. They don't have to go back to the URL. I just feel like it's has I I feel like it has better evergreen content. So yeah, no, that's such an awesome um, way of thinking about it as well. I think that's really true. Um, yeah, definitely. I have three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show this season. Um, so I'm really looking forward to hearing your answers. So the first one is just because I'm A, nosy and B, this show's all about making things happen. And what are you both, I guess, separately and together with She Percolates hoping to make happen this year? Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> together, we have our, I think Jen mentioned it earlier, our ebook and audio book, which, of course, Going along with what we just said about audio, we had to do the audiobook. Um, and we have some, some other plans that I don't know if we've like actually revealed them yet. So <laughs> I don't know if we're, if I'm at liberty to discuss them yet, but um, a lot of really awesome things. Like I said, we have so many ideas constantly. It's actually a little bit scary. Yeah. So I don't know. Should we, I don't know. We can reveal a little bit of it if you want to, Danielle. I mean, That's we don't. Fine. So like Danielle said, we have our ebook, which um, you will be able to consume it at the end of February. But um, so we have the ebook. That was the first thing that we did. That was a really a product for She Percolates. And so we spent all of last year really just kind of building a foundation 
And this year we're like, okay, we are seeing what our community needs and wants and is asking of us like over and over and over again. And so we want to create something for them that, that fills that need of what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. And then I, th- so this is like sharing what, I don't know if we've really shared before, but we also are, um, hoping, not hoping, it's it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen in 2016, you know, whether it be it gets done on December 31st and goes live. <laughs> but we, um, there's some, some of the stuff we're doing, like turning it into a course for people to really, to really get motivated and, um, you know, follow their passions and, and stuff like that. And so it's not, it's not just any one thing for a business person or for, you know, somebody who is, um, who is just looking to, you know, take their personal goals to a new level. It's for both really, because, um, Danielle has said this really well before, but I feel like Danielle has a really good, um, handle on the business world and, and good stuff there. And I really focus a lot on the personal development growth side. And so I love that when you bring the two of us together, it's like, not to be corny, but we're like a powerhouse with the two. So we can like touch on both (laughs) things. And so I think that that is something um, that's really important because I truly believe like if your personal life isn't really together, and I don't mean together in like the traditional like, oh, I've got it all together. But I mean like where you're not comfortable and, and, you know, making your everyday things happen, you're not going to be able to reach that business goal or that professional goal that you have, whether it be going back to school or finding a part-time job or launching a new business or launching a product on your business. So I think 2016 is a year that we are going to really help women do that. And so we're creating a lot of amazing things and, and, and creating some partnerships with people to make that happen. That sounds really exciting. I'm going <laughs> to, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, that- so for me, like that's pretty much it because other than that, I'm also like raising a newborn baby. So Danielle has like some <laughs> fun things for her like own personal business that we would be remiss not to like talk about too. So yeah, it's, I do have a whole other business separate from Superglade. So I do have plenty of projects for that as well. One of them, inspired by Jen, is actually to start its own podcast, um, which is one of those ideas where <laughs> we were out and talking, and then I I don't even know what happened, and three minutes later, I was like, yes, that's what I need to do. <laughs> Jen gives me an idea, and I just run with it, basically. So there might be that. There's another iteration of my um, master class that I ran last year. I think I'm going to run that again this year. So we're just going to have to see what what happens. Um, I'm still in the planning phase. I feel like I've had like a slow start to the year in terms of planning things. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see. So many projects. Well, and we've had a lot of people to um, reach out to us about how to – how to take something that they have and like bring it to fruition, like how to, you know, how to make the project work or podcasting, like people email us all the time, like asking about podcasting and stuff like that. And so we have some, you know, some stuff that we can, information that we can give them, but we're really excited to also, um, to start doing some cooking on that kind of stuff to really be able to just sit down with people over the, the internets over, you know, basically Skype or something along those lines and really just get to chat with them and walk them through these ideas that they have and kind of be their cheerleader and and support them and give them resources and kind of lead them in the right direction. So 
That sounds really cool. And so for anyone listening, this is the question I always ask is, what is your biggest advice for anyone right now who's working really hard to make big things happen with their work in their life? And I'm gonna, I'm trying to specialize them every time we have a certain guest on. So I guess for you two is, what is your biggest advice for anyone right now who's listening, who wants to make big things happen with their work on their life by following their own version of success? Like, what would your advice be for those people who know what their version of success is and they wanna make things happen true to that version? I would say, um, so this is some, if anyone listened to our goals and commandments episode in January, um, you're going to know, you're going to, you're going to love what I have to say if you like pie. So (laughs) I have this whole idea of like, um, just eat, like taking smaller portions. So basically the whole idea of the analogy of the pie is like, don't eat the whole pie right away. Like it's not going to work. Like you're going to get a third of the way through and you're going to be overwhelmed and you're just going to want to ditch whatever you're doing. So just like basically start small and be okay with that because it's the small goals that you are able to accomplish and really, um, you know, check off the list. It's all of those little small goals together that are going to get you to that, to that, um, to make the big thing happen. And I think sometimes we just I know for me, like I'm an idea person, like I have this great big idea, but I can't, I don't always follow through. And and when I do follow through, it works. And by following through, it's like breaking it down into these, these smaller, more manageable chunks and saying like, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on right now. I'm going to do this and then check that off the list. And then you, and usually it just kind of starts to flow where you, as you're doing those things, like you're getting better direction and you're just, you're building up momentum. I think I think that's important too because if people take off more than they can chew and they don't see any progress, they get really discouraged. So if you pick something small that you know you can accomplish, like, you know, within a reasonable time span, then you feel more motivated to do the next thing. You don't feel just like, oh, I took I can't I haven't accomplished anything. You will accomplish something if it's if it's small enough to actually be realistic. So I think people have to be realistic about what they do. And just picking picking small tasks and tackling them one at a time, and like Jen said, I think we both we both believe that that's where the progress comes um, together is in the small pieces, not in taking on giant projects straight out the gate. Yeah, <laughs> big things happen one day at a time. Yes, yeah. Steps. I'm I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> and so before we wrap up, where where can everyone? listening go and find you as soon as they finish this episode to go and check out what you guys do where can they find you online and get involved with what you do we are at she percolates pretty much everywhere and she percolates.com so twitter instagram facebook periscope all of that is at she percolates and our site is at is she percolates.com she percolates on itunes she percolates on stitcher Yeah. If you just type in she percolates, I think will just be the only thing that comes up. So Yeah. And <laughs> if you um since we did talk about our ebook, we um we also have a fun extra site that Danielle built in like basically a twenty four hour time span. So props to Danielle. But we also um she percolates dot coffee will take you to to learn more about the ebook that we talked about in the uh, episode. But yeah, just she percolates anywhere and chances are will pop up. But Instagram is like where Danielle and I pretty much live most often. So that's yeah, the best, our best social place. media hangout. Yeah. So there and then iTunes. So I will link to all of those in the ebook in the show notes for people to go and check out. Awesome. Thank you so much guys for coming on today. This was so fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This was so much fun. 
And there we have it, the fourth episode of season two of the Make It Happen podcast. As always, you can get all of the show notes over at makeithappenpodcast.com. And if you're not already, make sure you subscribe via email to have episodes sent straight to your inbox each week. Until next time, I hope you're having a great week and do come and say hi over on Twitter if you'd like to share your thoughts on today's episode. You can find me at Jen underscore Carrington. I would love to chat with you there.